At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Well, you heard the man with the golden pipes. Yes, it's that time of week again, and you know what time it is. It's game time. Welcome to the party, pal, and welcome back to another award-winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas. The Weekend Version. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Tonight, we take a deep dive into college football. See, in a perfect world, we'd be 39 days from kickoff for an actual game. We are not in a perfect world. In fact, we're in a very uncertain world, and I'm going to break down just how uncertain and how dubious that world is when it comes to college sports and all the ramifications. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by a guest who covers the Pac-12 for Sirius XM Radio. Prior to that, he was with the Big Ten Network, and before that, well, he was a Fox Sports Radio producer and produced my early Straight Out of Vegas shows the first couple of months. Of my Fox Sports tenure, you remember Mike Mayer. He'll join us, and he'll help fill in the blanks about 15 minutes. And after Brian Finley's world-renowned update at the bottom of the hour, Sleepy, well, he'll have a best bet. Major League Baseball is just days away, and I'm going to also deliver some observations and objective truths about Cam Newton and his quest for redemption with Team Belichick. Later in the show, and we're just days away from the Hotel California NBA League, remember, you can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. And, well, unless, of course, you're the Sacramento Kings or Sean Holmes. He went out for a little nosh, 
and you live to tell about it. So we'll toss it around during Mackinac Sports. Plus, I'm going to tell you why the loss of Rajon Rondo won't hurt the Lakers that much. Sports are entertainment, but they're much more than that. They're a shared experience. So as such, people want to talk about them. You have come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Caesar Tovar, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right. Here's a quick reality check in the world of college sports during the current COVID-19 world of college sports. Once again, the Department of Redundancy Department. So far, if you're scoring at home, or even if you're just by yourself, 61 D1 programs have been cut. 36 men's, 25 women's. 18 different Division I schools have cut at least one sport. 11 sports were cut by Stanford. And over 100 Division II and Division III programs have been cut. Now, look, I know why the two conferences announced uh, about nine days ago that they were only going to play conference games in football. They want control. They want uniformity. They want the ability to you know, closely manage their situation, their policies, their testing protocols, their safety standards, and they'll be able to do so within the framework of a network of schools that are, you know, that have geographic proximity and like financial prowess. But what is this whole thing really going to look like after it shakes out? And, and what's this whole thing going to look like when the games start? So let's... Let's take a look at this for just a second, because a day after the Big Ten announced it would play a conference-only schedule in all sports this fall, the Pac-12, they voted to do the same thing nine days ago during a virtual meeting of all their athletics directors, all their university presidents, and all their conference officials. Since then, everybody's gone radio silent, and I know for a fact... Uh, I, I, well, I don't know for a fact, but I'm hearing from a good source that the ACC will follow suit. But the Big 12 and the SEC, they're going to hang around and gather some more information. I don't think they'll make a decision before August 5th. I don't think they will. We'll see what happens. I think they've got their fingers crossed. Translation, they got their fingers crossed, and they're hoping somehow these numbers become less daunting. One of the main reasons the Pac-12 decided to push back the start of the football season was because they had a very serious concern that UCLA and USC would just simply not be able to play in early September because of the coronavirus cases in the LA area. See, the Bruins were slated to open the season against New Mexico State at home on August 29th. But the Trojans, they were set to go to play Alabama in Arlington, Texas. So with the, you know, with the Pac-12's decision to move to a conference-only schedule, What it looks like from here on out is really yet to be determined because their decision to play only conference games means Notre Dame will not face USC for the first time since World War II. The Irish and the Trojans have played each other every season since uh, 1926, except for 1943 through 45 because of World War II. Notre Dame will also lose its rivalry game against Stanford. They've played every year in the last 32 years except for 95 and 96. Now, because of the Big Ten's decision, Notre Dame's contest against Wisconsin at Lambeau Field, that also won't be played. These are just some of the ramifications. The move also creates serious scheduling dilemmas for BYU and Hawaii, which will both have to find new opponents for each of their first four games. As it stands right now, 
Neither school has a game scheduled until the first week of October. Uh, BYU, the Cougars, where they were scheduled to play Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, and Minnesota. Uh, this isn't this isn't fun. More ramifications. As the COVID-19 continues to raise its ugly head, we, we have now heard that the MAC, the Mid-American Conference, they're going to lose a cumulative $11 million in payments from the Big Ten due to the cancellation of many of their non-conference games. That's money they dearly need. The breakdown is scary. Bowling Green, they were due to get $2.2 million for playing Ohio State alone and a million for playing Illinois. You think they could use that $3.2 million? Central Michigan was, uh, Michigan was all set to get a little over $2 million from Nebraska. Buffalo was set to get just about $2 million from Ohio State as well. Kent State was supposed to get a million and a half from Penn State, and so on and so forth. So what does this really mean going forward? This is the part that's a little bothersome. We're all big college football fans, college sports fans. We already had to say goodbye to March Madness, but what does this mean to the various schools on a go-forward basis. And this is the bad news. It was for decades, I think, the worst-kept secret in sports. And then during the pandemic, it was it was articulated for everybody to hear. Because Oklahoma State's football coach, Mike Gundy, back in April said, hey, we got to get the teams back to the facility by May 1st. Remember? He says, these kids, are they're young. They're healthy. They've got the ability to fight this virus off. Well, even if that's true and you sequester them, and you're successful, well, then you get that money, and then they, they're able to run it through the state of Oklahoma. You know, So the cat's out of the bag as if you didn't know. Student-athletes, yeah, right. Educational opportunities, come on. The moral of the story, these young players, well, they were vital for commerce. And not just a little, just a lot. Now, Mike Gundy, of course, he was one of the chief beneficiaries of this unpaid labor, and he makes a cool $5 million a year. He's, but he's only the second highest compensated public employee in the state. The first, well, that's Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley. He makes six million a year. But look, college football benefits everybody from the concessionaires on game day. Did you know, by the way, there are 123 private suites at Boone Pickens Stadium? Pretty cool. Everybody feeds off the college football trough. They, they help the non-revenue sports immensely. The divers, the golfers, the wrestlers, the hurdlers. How about, you know, when you hear about those teams that take preseason trips overseas, they get to eat great meals at training tables, they get to wear snazzy swag. They're, all those things are effectively underwritten by the football, primarily football, but also men's basketball programs. So... This is not a small amount of money. I mean, when Ohio State grosses $55 million in 2018, well, no one's really noticing or paying attention. But when there's no football and there was no March Madness and there's no basketball, all of a sudden the ship, well, it starts to take on water. Without revenue for March Madness, which was canceled, athletic departments immediately last March started to shift into cost-cutting mode. One of them, Akron, University of Fine School slashed 23% of its budget. That's over $4 million. They discontinued men's cross country and golf and women's tennis. Listen, these are real human beings. These are real economic hardships that are also going to be compounded by the NCAA's unilateral decision 
to give an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes whose seasons were cut short by the coronavirus. Now, that was a bit of a PR win for the NCAA, but it really didn't go over well with a lot of athletic departments and coaches because all of a sudden now they have a situation where they've got increased expensive and scholarship promises that are going to have to go unfilled and they're going to have to start turning away recruits. So the budgets are incredibly stressed. And add to that, think about it. If the Big Ten Network is not able to charge cable subscribers $2 a month because people cut the cord and you can't watch sports on TV, and that money turns out to be about, oh, $50 million in annual distributions, more programs get cut. It only adds more pressure to the entire situation. Here's what else is going to happen. Big-time salary haircuts for coaches. You know, the staff surgeon in Hawaii, Jay Bogram, he makes about six hundred grand a year. He's a busy guy. Compare that to Nick Saban, who makes about $9 million a year. The revenues, as it start to dry up, people are going to take some kind of hit. A couple of weeks ago, you probably saw it in the news. All the coaches at University of Oklahoma agreed to a 10% pay cut. Well, those were all the coaches making in excess of a million dollars per year. There were at least six of them. The devastation absolutely is going to continue. Scott Satterfield, due to a fine job, head coach at Louisville last year. He makes $3.5 million. He's going to take a pay cut. Les Miles at Kansas. Missouri's head coach, Eliah Drinkwitz. Just, just some of them. 10% pay cuts. How about, by the way, announcers that call the games? Remember Brent Musburger's great line, you're looking live? Well, some of these announcers are going to be looking live from a monitor 4,000 miles away. And so, you know, they can do it. You can call the games, but make no mistake, it's going to have a difference in energy, and you're going to notice it. If we ever get back in stadiums, by the way, tremendously, uh, they are going to be under huge scrutiny for cleaning up their act, for lack of a better term. The 67-page health and safety manual that Major League Baseball put out back in May, including, you know, no spitting and eating sunflower seeds and social distancing and all that, Stadiums are going to have that same kind of thing. And crowds are going to have to be more hygienic as well. When fans enter stadiums, you're going to have to have temperature checks, symptom checks, you know, security checks, um, all that stuff. It's just going to look different. I don't have enough time in this whole hour. I'm going to, you know, follow up on a lot of this stuff uh, throughout the next few weeks and probably for the rest of the year as to the coming changes in the landscape, at least the foreseeable future and what college football is going to look like and how it's going to be affected. One of the other things, and this is a really unfortunate one, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, in a typical year, and this has to do more with pro sports, it fulfills some about 500 sports-related wishes for children with serious illnesses. These kids, they like to meet you know, guys like Aaron Rodgers or Derek Jeter. They want to go to the Yankee Stadium and watch batting practice. You're not going to be able to do that anymore. And scouts, they're no longer going to be road warriors. They're going to be homebodies. You know, scouts usually fall into three categories. Advanced scouts, where they focus on the teams that their employer is scheduled to play upcoming. Professional scouts, who try to get a sense of opposing players their teams might want to acquire and trade. And then, of course, amateur scouts, who search for talent that their teams might sign. You're going to see a lot more guys staring at computer screens. Free agency, we're going to talk about that next week. Emaciated. That's not great news for Dak Prescott or Mookie Betts or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not like they're not already rich, but they were hoping on a huge payday next year, and then the pandemic hit. And I look for the salary caps in leagues like the NFL and the NBA and the NHL. 
Their ceilings and floor, based on past years, they're going to change. I haven't even scratched the surface. We're going to continue this. It's an ongoing story. This isn't fun. But you deserve to know what the sports world is going to look like because there are going to be changes in the near term, some of them possibly uh, permanent. You've already seen that. All right, coming up, a gentleman who covers the Pac-12 for SiriusXM. Prior to that, was with the Big Ten Network. And, of course, he was here at Fox Sports Radio. Mike Mayer, we're going to talk about the Pac-12 season, the recent decision, what the season could look like, and a, a bunch of other pertinent issues that you're going to want to hear about. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always want. And I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Before I get to our guest, shout out to my good buddy Joe Gibbs, who's listening live right now to Straight Out of Vegas from Sydney, Australia, on iHeartRadio. All righty, let's bring in this gentleman. You know him. Uh, he, of course, uh, has been with Fox Sports Radio. And in 2018, he ventured back east to cover the Big Ten Network. Currently covers the Pac-12 Network for SiriusXM. And one of my former producers, good to have him on. Let's say hello to Mike Mayer. Mike, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing great, Bernie. Thanks for having me on. I hope you're uh, safe and doing well. Right back at you, pal. All right, you've got your finger on the Pac-12. Let's dive right into this. Obviously, the big decision made nine days ago. Take us behind the curtain a little bit. Do they have any kind of deadline to try to start the season or what you know the season could look like when they do get it started? Well, basically everything that I've heard is a schedule or whatever the outline is going to look like probably isn't going to come until probably the end of the month, early August. But there's a lot of options on the table. They've talked about having a 10-game conference season. They've talked about having, I mean, maybe get if they can get six games in. Uh, they, they, the Pac-12 plays nine conference games in general, so they're talking about adding a game. But then you've got the layout of what is the conference title game going to look like. So it, it's, it's tricky right now because they made the decision eight days ago, but now they're in a situation where they're just trying to lay through all of these plans and trying to figure out, okay, how many games can we get in? Uh, and the, the big thing about the decision, people think, okay, it was all about testing and whatnot. They just wanted flexibility. And that's the biggest thing with them, that they can move games or if somebody can't – if a team gets quarantined or if somebody's not available due to health restrictions or travel or whatever, they just wanted the flexibility of being able to have the most opportunity to get games in. And obviously the last resort would be playing in the spring. They do not want to do that under any circumstances. So long story short, to answer your question, I, it's probably not going to come like a decision probably won't come until at least the end of the month, maybe drag this into the middle of August when they want to start like something for maybe in the fall. Mike, uh, is the decision final? What I mean by that, is it a fait accompli that Alabama will not play USC and also Oregon? I was really looking forward to that Ohio State game, and Oregon really needed that for multiple reasons. Is it definite that those those games are canceled for sure? Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent. They're they're canceled. Like they're, they're going to go forward with this conference only season. Um, and I'm like you. I I wanted to see Oregon versus Ohio State for the Pac-12. It was a death nail for the Pac-12 to lose specifically Oregon and Ohio State, and also lose the Michigan and Washington games because those right. were games that really were an opportunity, specifically for Oregon because. We all remember the Auburn game last year and what Mario Cristobal has been building there. They needed that game to like elevate them to the next level. It was going to be at home. It was going to be in front of a crazy fan base at Austin. And now that game's not happening. And that leads me to another thing that I'm trying to figure out is like, how are you going to figure out the four best teams in a season like this where 
it looks like most of these 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 conferences are going to be uh, kind of operating under a conference-only schedule. We don't know what the Big 12, the ACC, or the SEC are going to do. It looks like the ACC is going to be next. But, like, for Oregon, like, in a college football playoff, they were, like, one loss at Arizona State from being in the college football playoff last year. So losing that game sucked. But, yeah, it looks like these games are not going to happen. And I, I, I heard in your earlier segment the tradition of that Notre Dame-SC rivalry. That's gone. So there's a lot of tradition and there's just a lot of opportunities that are lost specifically for the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, it's brutal. We're talking with Mike Mayer, currently covers the Pac-12 for SiriusXM. Mike, you've got 130 schools that play Division I college football, and we're focused on that now, but there are over 300 schools who play some form of D1 sports. We're all swimming in a sea of confusion. One of the things that emerged this past week was the potential implementation of a, quote, college football commissioner or czar. Mac Brown brought it out. I know you've talked about it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, yeah, we on uh, SiriusXM, we had uh, Colorado Athletic Director Rick George on, and he brought it up on our show. And it, this is not like an unknown thing across college athletics. Because you see it, I mean, heck, you've seen it through this whole scenario where uh, the Big Ten comes out out of nowhere, really, and Kevin Warren says, okay, we're going to play conference only. Everybody else was just caught off guard, and then the Pac-12 sort of followed. But these commissioners and these athletic directors are meeting every single day, and there's really no guidance. I know Mark Emmert released a statement this week, and the NCAA put out some guidelines but, like, we saw it with the NCAA tournament earlier this year where all the conference tournaments just sort of went down, and then the NCAA made a decision. And specifically in college football, we've seen it with scheduling. Alabama always plays eight games, and they play a bunch of cupcakes. The Pac-12 plays nine conference games, and they have to play, like, a huge out-of-conference game like an Oregon at Ohio State. So, to me, like, I hate that a global pandemic, the worst health crisis that we've seen in a hundred years has kind of heightened this issue. But yeah, Mac Brown brought it up. I, I think college football could definitely benefit from this because you just look at everything. Nothing is in sync. And that's the biggest problem is everybody's kind of figuring this out on their own. And it would be kind of beneficial to the sport itself to have some sort of guidance and maybe some uniformity going forward. So that way, we're not always arguing about uneven schedules in terms of like who should be the fourth best team getting into the college football playoff every year. We're wrapping it up with Mike Mayer covers the Pac-12 for SiriusXM. Mike, since each conference already has their own commissioner, is it really feasible given the geographic challenges and the fact that certain conferences have just simply more financial wherewithal than others, that you could create one uniform governing body? Is that Because in the NFL, you know, the commissioners, they all work for the owners, and they work for a consortium of maybe 30 teams, whether it's the NHL, NBA, you get the picture, NFL. Could that work in college football, in your view? Um, I, I think it, it could because, like I said, I mean, it's – at some point, there's got to be a level playing field across college athletics. I understand, like, the financial things if you're comparing, like, the SEC to, like, the Pac-12. But when we're talking about, like, going through – when we're talking about in the Pac-12, like, there's – you've seen in the past few years, like, they haven't had the opportunity to really have that to be elevated to that level because, like, the SEC is so dominant. And it's just, like – 
part of that is scheduling. And I think that's a big issue. But to your point, it, it, it could be a little bit complicated because, like, schools all behave and act. So it, it, it's hard for me to say if it actually would work. But I, it's just the thing that the sport really needs is some uniformity and some unity because if they don't, then you're going to have these situations where, where we have issues like this. I know this is like a once-in-a-century type deal, but, like, you're going to have – different programs and different conferences just behaving and acting in their own best interest. And in right. the end, yeah, you just, you, you want the sport to be kind of in sync with each other. And that's been the most frustrating part of this whole crisis is that like you have all these announcements coming out, out of nowhere. And there's like really no central leadership. And I think college football just desperately needs that because then maybe we'll have some guidance through like, any form of like whether it's just any form issue like scheduling or the the nil situation that's going on right now because you have different cases across the country so it's there's just so many issues in college athletics where i think a czar would definitely benefit rather than just having an individual conference commissioner like looking over all these schools all right mike this subject has a lot of layers let's get you back on in september all right when the picture gets a little clearer let's hope we have some games let's hope we have some games we'll have you, I, on, I, we'll have you on either way We'll have you on either way. Sounds good, man. Be safe. All right. Thanks so much. That's Mike Mayer. Uh, Sirius XM covers the Pac-12. I want to have him on again in September. I believe there will be some games in some form or fashion, or at least at that point, even though we may not have had games start, we're going to have an idea and a semblance of a schedule based on what people have told me. All right. Coming up, we've got Sleepy's Best Bet. And my thoughts on the Cam Newton effect in New England. But first... Hey, let's go to the man. He's the real deal. And his updates, well, they inspire euphoria. Kind of like when you're in a public restroom washing your hands and there's the real deal paper towels, not that goofy hot air dryer that doesn't do crap. It's the real deal. Brian Finley with the latest. Oh, my gosh, Bernie. And I just got out of the John, so it just brings up distant memories to me. Uh, MLB delighting us with three exhibition games on Saturday. The Phillies boss around the National 7-2. Max Scherzer puked all over the mound with his seven earn runs over the first two innings. Bryce Harper clubbed a three-run jack in the second. The Yankees put the Mets in their place 9-3. The Mets cringing with four errors, and the Indians duped the Pirates 5-3. Canada rejecting the Blue Jays' hopes of playing in Toronto this season, finger-pointing the coronavirus and the risk of it spreading with teams having to travel back and forth from the United States. John Rahm clenches to a four-stroke lead, 12 under overall with one round to go at the PGA Tours Memorial Tournament last week. In the tourney, he gave his golf ball the middle finger. After missing a putt, he is playing much better this week. Tiger Woods, by the way, is 14 shots behind. And the NFL reaffirming training camps will start on schedule. Veterans reporting July 28th and rookies as early as the 21st. And according to NFL Network, the league and the Players Association in the meantime are sorting out still the season's proper health and safety protocols. Now back to our guy, our main man, Bernie Fratto. Now the dulcet tones of Brian Finley. Yes, folks, he writes the songs that make the young girls cry. (laughs) All right, Sleepy checks in. You remember Sleepy, a fixture here at Straight Out of Vegas. And, you know, what do you get when one of your star top players ends up at a new park and a new city with a new team and a new league and he has to face new pitchers? You get a very clever proposition bet 
that Sleepy is going to fire on. Let's take a listen. All right, here we go, Bernie. I can picture that big smile on your face as you think about MLB throwing out that first pitch this upcoming Thursday. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody a reason to go ahead and watch the Dodgers. I have a player prop surrounding one of their players, Mookie Betts, under 11.5 home runs this season. Now, Betts, he moves from the comfy confines of Fenway Park now to Dodgers Stadium. I can see Mookie struggling, moving from the AL East to face all these Western Division teams. He also won't have the benefit this season of hitting inside those rinky-dink ballparks such as Yankee Stadium, Camden Yards, and Red Sox own Fenway Park. Now, Dodgers Stadium, it's a full 45 feet longer down the lines versus what Betts has seen in his years in Boston. Betts will also have to go ahead and hit in far bigger parks when he's on the road. These are pitcher parks when he'll face the Giants, the Padres, A's, Angels, and Seattle. One of my biggest reasons for fading bets here, and I believe this will be a big disadvantage, he is going to see so many pitchers that he's never seen before, and I believe that the books are making the betters pay a big premium to go ahead and bet on these player props, especially on these ultra-public teams. So I can only look one way here with Mookie Betts for this proposition play that's under his home run. So Bernie, that's my first official MLB pick for straight out of Vegas this season. Mookie Betts, home runs under 11 and a half. All right, Sleepy, good stuff, really good stuff. And in case you folks are wondering, Mookie Betts in his career, he's he's got a six-year career in the major leagues. He averages about 23 home runs per year, and that's propagated over a 162-game 162 game season. So, in order for Sleepy to lose this bet, Mookie would have to hit 12 home runs. I like Sleepy's bet. Again, all the things we talked about: new park, not a, not the hitters' park he played in before. New city, he's got to get adjusted to. New league, new teammates, new pitchers. And oh, by the way, hitting 11 and a half home runs in 60 games that equates to 30.4 in a full season. So I like Sleepy's bet under 11 and a half. Mookie bets home runs. He's only averaged 23 in his career. All right, Cam Newton was in the news a lot this week. And what are my thoughts on Instagram, Cam? Well, I'm going to tell you. First of all, and I don't do this very often, but I want to quote a couple of you know national luminaries because they're of the belief that Cam's addition, well, you know, they think it makes the Patriots better. Well, they're better than than they were last month when the presumed quarterback was going to be Jarrett Stidham. But are they really better than they were last season when they won an 11th straight division title with Tom Brady? Not according to NFL insider Chris Sims. He believes that you know when you add a, when you when you account for a strong defense, a very much un, uh, run-oriented uh, offensive line, and a stable of backs, Chris Sims thinks that the team is built more to Cam Newton football than to Tom Brady football. He thinks, quote. People are sleeping on this guy, that it's tailor-made for Cam, and now you've got the ability to do more creative things within the running game, and you've got one of the best play-action offenses in football. He also cites the fact that Kurt Warner underwent a similar situation when he went through a similar experience when he was cut by the St. Louis Rams many years ago after winning an MVP and reaching back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, Kurt Warner, as you recall, he proved the doubters wrong and went on to you know, finish up with a Hall of Fame career with the Arizona Cardinals, got back to the Super Bowl. And uh, I think Chris Sims feels that you 
couple the creative minds in New England and maybe even consider a two-quarterback rotation along what New Orleans does with Taysom Hill and maybe put Cam in a specialty role to limit his injury exposure. So the other thing, too, that, that Sims feels is that when you've got an MVP player, a former MVP player with a chip on their shoulder, they're very dangerous. And Cam's got to prove himself. And just like Warner did, it's it's true that in the past, you know, some of these things have worked. I, I've got here's my two cents on Cam Newton. Okay, look, first of all, I like him. I like I like him. I liked him in Auburn. He was a winner. He is a winner. He took a moribund franchise, the Carolina Panthers, to the Super Bowl in four years, and he was the MVP of the league back in 2015. He had one good year. I also think Cam took an unfair rap for his childlike Super Bowl press conference act. And what went unreported was that he went out of his way to find Peyton Manning and shake his hand after the game. And Cam, to be fair, he's also been incredibly philanthropic in his community. He visits hospitals. He spends time with hospitalized children. Cam's a complex guy, and I think, by and large, he's a good guy. But let's set aside our feelings for a second, and let's talk objective truths. Since losing in Super Bowl 50 and looking bad doing it, Cam was 15-15 and 15 as a starter. In his career, he's 3-4 and four in the playoffs, and he's owned one in the Super Bowl. Now, my man, Rob Parker, who I love dearly, we have a 26-year history, probably did a couple hundred shows together in Detroit. He recently tweeted to quote the Pats, now have a strong-armed quarterback. Hmm, you do? See, in the last three and a half seasons, Cam, he's thrown a whopping seven touchdown passes of more than 20 yards. Well, they fixed his shoulder and fixed his leg. Let's, let's see how he does. I still think New England is going to be an 8-8 eight eight team, but it's going to be fun to watch. I also think it would be terrific if Cam Newton got them to the playoffs. But I'm not really interested in Cam telling us in Instagram videos. In other words, don't tell me. Show me. And along those lines, show me if we're going to have any preseason games now. We were down to two. We went from four to two. And I think the players' union is now adamant. They don't want any. Now, owners may end up acquiescing, but it creates two problems for them. First, loss of additional revenue. Add to that to the fact that if NFL games are played this year with no fans, it's been determined each owner will lose $70 million per team. Plus, the preseason games, they're important to coaches and GMs. I know this. I worked for the Lions for many years. One, it allows you to better evaluate position battles versus another opponent in live game action. Secondly, when, when, when organizations draft players, particularly high draft choices, first, second round, they like to assess their progress from year to year. And they're better able to do that in live game situations against another team. So, the, you know, the preseason is not the big waste of time that pundits think it is. It's not. All I know is just like the rest of the world with the NFL, we got to stay tuned. Nothing is certain. Hopefully, things work out. Rookies report Tuesday, and everybody's supposed to be in camp a week from Tuesday. And hopefully, we have some NFL football. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago. Coming up, you know him, you love him, you can't leave without him. It's Mackenzie Rivers and Mackinac Sports. And I'm going to weigh in, too, because Rajon Rondo looks like he's going to be out for about eight weeks. And I'm going to tell you why I don't think it hurts the Lakers' chances that much. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Gecko Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! 
one of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare good sleep should come naturally and with the new natural hybrid mattress it can a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand lisa and home design favorite west elm the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies shared values premium materials meticulous craftsmanship and sustainable practices made with natural latex responsibly sourced natural wool and environmentally safe foams the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And before I go any further, let me thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That would be Brian Finley, Chris Perfett, and Eric Roberts doing a great job. Turning all the dials, keeping us glued together so we can bring this fine radio show to a grateful nation. All right, let's welcome him in. Mackenzie Rivers, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. 
And this is Mackinac, the NBA, which debuted February 8th, and it continues to get critical acclaim, as far as I know. Yeah, the critics have been very friendly, very friendly. Good to hear, because I'm not putting up with any crap from critics. <laughs> All right, Mackenzie, you know what's sort of interesting is our, our, our segment tonight, as Yogi Berra would say, has different similarities, because I think one team's chances didn't get any worse because of a certain player not being there, and you think one team's chances might actually be better because of a certain player in a new position. Yes, with all this news about players in, players out, is he playing Oladipo maybe, this kind of slid under the radar, and I think it's the biggest news this week in the NBA. Ben Simmons, former number one overall draft pick, is playing exclusively at power forward for the 76ers. I think it says so much about the psychology of that team, and I like where they're headed. All right, so the Sixers are currently 20 to 1, right? I mean, this is really looking to be a chalk tournament with the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Clippers kind of neck and neck and neck. Well, you know where I, how I feel about this. I like the Clippers. Yep, me too. What is it about Ben Simmons? I guess this plays to his strengths, right? Yeah, he's really, I mean, he, Magic Johnson came into the league. He had to play power forward because the Lakers had a point guard. But very soon, they were like, we need this guy to have the ball in his hands as much as humanly possible. This is the exact opposite scenario. He's a wonderfully talented player, but he's much, much closer to a Draymond Green, a role player that can help you with his athleticism, speed, ball handling, and vision, than a Trey Young or a Steph Curry. He's not in that class of point guard. If you're going to succeed at the highest level, you can be a good team with Ben Simmons as your point guard. You can't be a great team with Ben Simmons at your point guard. I think they're focusing on what they do best, which is defense, size. I mean, look at their lineup. They got him bead. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Ben Simmons, 6'11", and he can guard your point guard. Tobias Harris, really a power forward. He's going to play small forward for them. And I also like it for this reason. Shake Milton has filled in for Ben Simmons at point guard. He shot more than 50% from distance. This guy, is he's got the goods. You're going from a guy who has two career threes in his whole career, Ben Simmons, to a guy that can get you five or six a night. I'm excited about this team. I think they're a sleeper in the East. I think they're as talented as anybody. Well, I I think your premise has merit, McKenzie. Lest we forget, they gave the Raptors everything they could handle last year. What happens if that ball bounces around the rim 16 times? No team was was closer to beating beating the champions than the the Philadelphia 76ers last year. They have all the same talent and more this year. They should do better. All right, let's flip gears to the Los Angeles Lakers. First, they lose uh, Avery Bradley, who we both agree brings defensive savvy and a physical attitude and shoots threes. And now Rajon Wander was out, but the numbers don't change. And these are my theories why you can tell me how you feel. Mm -hmm. First of of all, we all know that Rajon Rondo is allergic to defense. And frankly, <laughs> the start for starters, the Lakers were 8.1 points better in net rating per 100 possessions. With Rondo on the bench, which is the worst mark for any rotation player with at least 500 minutes, the Lakers are reasonably deep on the wing. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he was probably going to slide into the starting lineup in Bradley's absence anyway. You've got Danny Green, Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso. Yep. Metrically, the Lakers are not good defensively with Rondo on the floor. Frankly, I don't think this hurts the Lakers. I think it might even help them. No, and you mentioned Alex Caruso. In fact, LeBron and Alex Caruso are beating teams by 20 points a game when they're on the court. Best of any duo with more than 200 minutes. They're absolutely obliterating teams with Alex Caruso. However, my concern is LeBron and Alex Caruso can't play 48 minutes a night. How do you think they're going to handle that depth when one of those guys goes to the bench? No, LeBron is going to play 48 minutes a night, and he's going to bring the ball Right. <laughs> he's going to initiate the offense. He's going to be the lead dog in every possession, yes. especially in playoffs. It's setting. playoff LeBron. LeBron but, barely sits in the playoffs. It's and true. you know what? Don't go. Deion Waiters is serviceable. J.R. Smith will pick up the slack for uh, Rondo in his 
spot-up shooting. Quinn Cook has a championship ring with the Warriors. I still think the Clippers are going to beat them, but without Rondo, I don't think the Lakers are in that big of trouble. Yes, and the Clippers actually are moving uh, to the favorite in that first game back. So yes, we, we called I, this. I, that's co- my best bet. Yeah, we called this a couple weeks ago. We're on this. We, the the Lakers a, a little arrow down. Clippers big arrow up. They're looking great in practices. The Clippers, by the way, sneaky best bet, still plus 300. It's, it's too much. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of the other best bets, and Steve Fezzik is going to join me next Saturday night. Next Saturday at this time, McKenzie, for the first time in about 4,000 years, <laughs> we're actually going to have sports to talk about. Listen, I, I've enjoyed these last four months. Uh, there's always plenty uh, to talk about. But next week, uh, you know, somebody in baseball will already be out to a 3-0 and start or whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to talk about it. We'll even have a... a, a Exhibition basketball, easy for me to say, exhibition (laughs) basketball this week. Yeah, and we saw the first exhibition baseball games today. It's fun, Bernie. It's fun to just see those kids go out there and play the game. That's right, it is. And by the way, quick best bet from Steve Fezzik. In the eight regular season games, in quotes, that are left, the Lakers over-under is five and a half. Fezzik loves... The under. He doesn't feel the Lakers have motivation. I wonder much where motivation. he got that from. I, I think you. The, <laughs> the, 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 the Lakers don't really have a lot of motivation, and that's pretty easy to see. All right, folks. That is going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Mike Mayer for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Next up, let's go to the man from Nashville who brings it strong. Keep it locked. It's time for the Jason Martin Show. Straight out of Vegas! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.